0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly.
1: 1-800-858-858. Hey, it's Timmy Manor and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 Seventy Sen. Joining me tonight like it does every week. It's Big Bad being little.
2: Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Mate, I guess this week... He's, uh, he's had an incredible career. He played over 250 professional rugby league games across 13 seasons in both the NRL and the Super League. Our guest this week, it was one of the toughest players I got to play against and his work with yeah. Indigenous charities and especially the Indigenous youth is something everyone could aspire to. Tonight, our guest in the spirit of sport is NRL player Joel Thompson. Joel, yeah. thanks for joining us.
0: Yes. Thanks
1: for me, guys. Oh, yes. mate. Talk to us. What are you doing with yourself now? It's... uh. It's a new chapter for you. What's what's on the horizon? Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, it is. So I've just recently retired, coming back home from the Super League. Um, I was looking to be over there for another couple of years, but my body just had enough. Um, my family wanted to come home, so i uh, back here now, uh, working at the group uh, with my best mate. Uh, he's the managing director, and yeah, kicking some goals. I'm, I'm loving it. You know, people struggle after footy, but... I think I'm the happiest I've been I, I, because of some, I, it truly really is. Because yeah. I don't have the pressure of managing injuries. I don't have the pressure of, of all the different things that come with it. I'm just doing something that I love, getting people employed, giving them an opportunity to get on the railway and and kick off their career um, and setting themselves up.
1: Yeah, that's that's a part that people don't realise the amount of stress and tension you live under as a professional athlete. It's it's kind of unspoken about. Everyone, you know. Obviously, we have it our oh, whole yeah. career. You don't really, you get so used to it, you don't know what it feels like to not have it, and that's probably the best yeah. part of our retirement is just being able to have that freedom of not having that burden. Um, what oh, about?
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: What about your your body? You said your your body was struggling towards the end. Is it? How is it now in retirement?
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot better. I have, but I just, you know, I've got I've done nerve damage in my shoulder, so you know, I'd always try and hit people as hard as I could, but it got to a point where I'd just get. Um, like a burning feeling down the arm, yeah. And then I'd had my fingers—I dislocated my fingers over the years, and I got fingers that are pointing inwards, and they can't be fixed. <laughs> um, and what else have I got? My ankle—I couldn't move sideways because of the damage I'd done to my ankle, so I couldn't at marker. And I'm getting sprayed for it. By <laughs> my voice. But, but I couldn't move out sideways, and I'm trying, you know. Yeah, it yeah. To the point, yeah. You, know, you were the same, Timmy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you pride yourself on. You know, going out there and doing your job and doing it well. But when you couldn't do that anymore, yeah, you know, I'd get filthy on myself. I'd be my biggest critic. I'd be like, "This isn't making me happy anymore. Like, yeah. I don't care about money. I just want to go to the next stage of life and and focus on that." So that's where I'm at now.
1: Yeah, how it's so, it's so funny when you're young, you watch all the old boys warming up for like 20 minutes before the training starts, <laughs> yeah. and you just as a yeah. kid you just run on thinking, "What are these guys doing?" And then you come that old yeah. boy, and you realize how much extra work <laughs> yeah. you have to do just to get going um oh, what, what so was it true. like over in england how did you find it
0: yeah it was, it was challenging um there's a lot of challenges for for me and the family um yeah when we got there uh we we had a holiday up in noosa and we went from there straight into manchester and we went out of the airport and there was just wind and rain hitting out hitting us in the face and my little <laughs> one started crying going i just want to go home oh. and from there went downhill you know we went into a you know, I was in lockdown over there with COVID and everything. So oh, wow. um, within a couple of weeks, I, I got COVID, um, which, you know, um, my missus wasn't happy for for me taking them over there, but obviously getting COVID as well and bringing it to the family household. And then, um, you know, we had a, my sister-in-law got sick uh, back in Australia and, um, you know, my, my wife just wanted to get home to support her and, you know, to help with my little niece and family. and and, um, you know, that made things difficult too because, you know, we're getting bumped off flights. It was, it was a nightmare to try and fly home with everything going on. So it was, it was a lot of challenges, you know, not just professionally as a footballer, but family as well and personally. So, um, but, you know, for us as a family, we sort of got, um, I don't know, you know, we we got we supported each other through it. We come back better, you know, to awesome. have each other's back. And as a family, we got tighter and, um, you know, it was a, it was a different experience.
1: Do you remember your first ever trip to
0: England? Um, yes,
1: yeah. oh, I do, Do do remember. Oh, I do remember. Gee, we had a good time. That was, um, you know what, if I look back at my career, yeah. it's still my favourite trip I've done as a as a footy player. <laughs> yeah. Five weeks. Nah, that was pretty good. Benny, 18, 17-year-old over in England for five weeks with the Australian school boys. Oh, wow. Was a, yeah. a, we had a gun side too, eh, hey, Jolly? We had, I mean, we had yeah, uh, Israel Flower, Mitchell Pears, Chris Lawrence, Chris Sandow, yeah. Joel Thompson, Aiden yeah. Coleman. It was just the, I think out of the 24, yeah. 19, went on to play first grade.
0: Um, yeah, it was a special side. It was, it was a good side. Yeah, not, I still remember Chrissy Sandow's room was be in the final <laughs> of places and, he was ringing his girlfriend back in Australia all night,
1: like <laughs> up and all <aloud, laughs> <was ringing> <laughs> Go to sleep, brother. A I, was, I just remember game day. He used to he used to have the like the flashiest head, put so much gel straight yeah. in it. He was ready to go. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I I want to talk a bit about that because I remember obviously get like getting to spend some time with you then and um, yeah, and then seeing kind of how much you've grown as a person, as a man over the last you know over your career. Yeah. How, how, yeah. What's that journey been like to go for you, you know? Oh, my memories of you were probably yeah. a bit of a wild child like, as a young guy, yeah. and then now you, you yeah, know, you, the, the amount of work you're doing with charities and the, and the mentoring and, yeah. the, and the example you are for so many young people—how did that happen?
0: Yeah, Mate, I'll be honest with you. The person I look back on when I was young, um, yeah, you know, just um, you know, my ego was just out of control during um, you know the early stages of my career. Um, you know, it took a lot of um, you know, I I battled with alcohol and. Um, you know, things away from football. And it sort of, um, there were so many times that I, you know, get find myself in trouble with the club or with even with police. And, you know, I got to a point where the um you know, it wasn't sort of, I had to go and get drug and alcohol counselling. And then uh, part of it was to give back to the community. And I never did that before then. Like, I'd never go out and give my days off, go and work in, you know, the juvie or help out in different organisations. You know, I was quite selfish when I look back on it. But I went out and, I started enjoying it. I started to love going to do this stuff on my days off. And, you know, that was never me. And I I just fell in love with giving back and, and they knew that I had a platform that I could make a difference and make an impact. And I said, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, a few hiccups along the way in my career, I sort of, um, that's been a big part of my, you know, um, transformation in some way, um, just to help me grow up as a person. Um, you know, to give back, it's, been a big part of my life and now continue to do it which i which i love and to know that you're giving a guy you know getting them trained up where they can go and start their career and support their young family and and to make a life for themselves it's it's something pretty special and um something i've enjoyed
2: yeah tell us a bit about that journey from start starting way back then getting involved in the community um evolving into what you're doing now
0: Yeah, so like I said, it it took a few hiccups and and getting in trouble um, in my younger days as a footballer. And, um, you know, my ego was just, it was out of control. Like, you know, I was just, um, you know, I guess I didn't really think of others too much and I just, you know, my priority was just always, you know, drinking and doing all these things. And it took a few, you know, um, mistakes for me to get, Correct, and you know, having my wife having my back, yeah, you know, she's supported me, and um, you know, I really struggled with, you know, speaking, sharing my feelings, or talking about. Cause I come through, you know, um, I grew up in the bush, and I was raised by some uncles, some and by some men that were sort of, if you showed any emotion, you get slapped like harden up, boy, toughen up. Yeah,
2: you know, It's yeah, Probably helped me yeah. to
0: be a, a footballer, but. Um, looking back as, you know, when you're feeling a certain way, you sort of, you know, it's all right, pick yourself up. You go, yeah, sort of mentality. And I never really spoke to anyone. The only counsellor you speak to was a school counsellor if you're in trouble or, you know, drug and alcohol counsellor if you're in trouble again as an adult. So I didn't actually go out of my way to go and speak to a counsellor, actually share how I felt. Mm. My wife encouraged me to do that uh, through her work um and that's why i was like why isn't enough men out there or people talking about this why you know why do we have to suffer and continue to suffer because of this stigma and the the rubbish that's behind it so um you know i was like why not encourage people you know share my story and help them to go hey and i've had a lot of people reach out and go oh your story inspired me to do that and you know you could you know make a big difference in doing that um So, you know, I was very lucky to have some good people around me, like my wife that sort of helped
2: me through that. Yeah, because it's just such a big need in society, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It Like, is. And it's quite sad. You know, I've lost family,
0: um, cousins that I'm close with, uh, friends and um, the suicide. And it's like it wasn't spoken, you know, it's the taboo and, you know, the stigma around it all. Like, no, have a conversation. It's okay to go and speak to someone. It's okay to put your hand up. You know, I was one of those mentalities like, oh, no, you've got to tough it out, you've got to be hard, you don't be, you know, all that type, it's absolutely, it's rubbish, mm. and you know, and I felt like it was, it, for me, not to share my own story and, and to help others, I, I thought that was more important than anything else.
2: Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to be open yourself, doesn't it, and then it also, oh. you know, it takes a lot to put yourself yeah. out there to be to be there for others, to yeah. be a listening voice oh, for others.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And you know what? I just had my wife who goes, she's the one that I said, no, I don't want to tell anyone else. I just wanted to keep it in house. You know, my close friends. And she goes, why don't you help people? There's so many people like you suffering by themselves, not talking about it. Why don't you just share? And I started to do it and I didn't really want to. Then it sort of went from there. Yeah, I realized the impact it had. you know, I got to the point where I was doing some different stuff, it was called The Mindset Project, where I was going out doing schools and sharing this sort of thing, but mm. it got to a point where it was all about, you know, people were paying me an outrageous amount of money to go and speak. You know, I'd go to a corporate event and they'd give me $5,000 to get up and share this story, but I was like, I don't want to do, you know, it was about too much, it started going along the way I didn't want it to go towards, you know, about money and making it, I thought, I could still be an advocate and speak about it without, you know, you know, it just didn't go the way I wanted it to go, um, so went along this type of work. Now I sort of I'm happy to be an advocate and, and to help and share my story, but also give them an opportunity where people can get employed so that can help their well-being and their, their mental health by having a job and, and encouraging that way.
1: Yeah, Jolly, that's amazing, mate. You've uh, you, you spoke pretty openly in the past about you know your tough childhood and the experience that yeah. you're facing, you know, the drugs and you know, the abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, th- throughout your career, obviously your wife's been a huge help in terms of getting you through it. Has there been anyone else that's um, you know helped you you know get through that and be yep. the leader you are now?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, my, I've got I've got really lucky. Hey, eh? I got a real good, close group of mates. Um, that have been supportive and um, they've had my back all the way through from being a young age all the way through now to where I am now. You know, I'm working for one of my best mate now, but um, I've been real lucky to have a good circle of mates um, that we just supported each other and had each other's back and something I've been very lucky with um, you know and different people like um, uh, my nan, um, you know grandparents my step grandparents were just they treated me like their own and you know where I didn't have anywhere else to go they'd come in and and support me and give me a bed and food and and to help me through so um, you know I've had good people that have always had me and and looked out for me
2: Yeah that's that's so good. What are you um what are you directly involved in now? What what company you're a part of? What's your what's your day to day look like?
0: Um, yeah, so I worked with the group, um, in rail uh construction and they we're a company we um do vegetation, labor, recruitment. We do a lot at the moment and we're just growing, you know, there's so much happening. So um I'm just doing business development, indigenous engagement, um, with my connection to the community. So, giving them an opportunity, you know, to to do the training and and to get out and start their rail career, it's 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 really fulfilling. I'm absolutely loving it. I get excited every day to come to work. It's (laughs) it's good. So I've got boys in the room next door. Um, I've got ten guys who've done eight weeks of their cert two, and they're going to start. We're going to send them up to Adani to a big job where they'll be earning some really good money and. And starting their rail career oh, in cool. the new year, so that's awesome, man. I'm loving it. I love that. You
1: actually, you actually genuinely sound excited about what you're doing. That's awesome. We have we've had so many guys on our show that have recently retired and they've transitioned, and um, you know, they, they're pretty open and honest about how, how much they've struggled and how hard the transition has been for them. Um, I'd, I'd probably dare say, Benny, that we haven't had spoken to anyone yet that's had the same bounce in their voices that we've seen from mm. Jolie. Yeah. It's so cool to see. What's um relationship? Like, you talk about you, one you working with you, one of your best mates. Who is he, and how yeah. do you get to know each other?
0: Yeah, Jetty Holdsworth, Craig Holdsworth. So when I went to boarding school, I got shipped off to boarding school from a little community. Um, I was just in trouble with the police, just out of control. Like it's crazy to think back then, um, the type of kid I was, but. I got put into a boarding school and um i started to live in forbes and i met him at a young age there and we've become best mates we're best men at each other's wedding and just always had this quite um a a very close um relationship and um so he he's started up as the managing director of the company about three years in but they're just kicking so many goals we're just yeah it's crazy the growth at the moment you know there's so much happening in the railway space um so it's just yeah, joining him and, and doing work for him, and it's it's been good. It's I'm loving it. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's
2: pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of people talk about about flow and um, you know uh, aligning yeah. what you do day to day with those those genuine yeah. passions that are just internal. Um, tell yeah. tell us a bit about how you've you, you've you've found that process of finding that flow and 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 um you know being excited to yeah. do your job every day.
0: Well, well, the thing is, my values and what I'm about and what I believe in align with ease and this company. Like, we're giving people employment opportunities where they can earn, you know, 100, 150, you know, mm. thousands a year, you know, it's, and guys that don't have to go through the year 12 and get their HSC, all they have to have is a good work ethic, the rip in and learn a, um, you know, and build them up from there. So yeah. it's, these guys can come from all walks of life and give an the opportunity to work hard to go you know up and down the east coast we're hoping to get over to western australia soon cool. and and we're growing at a at a quick pace and my job is to get the guys in teach them about what we're about as a company what we want and and to sort of help mentor them through them so if they've got any headaches you know the other day you have to go and pick up a guy that was at a bus stop he couldn't get to work you know just different things yeah um i'm trying to help help them guide them through and and teach them what we're about and making sure they, they're fit for us yeah, and you talk
1: about your connection, I guess, with Indigenous youth as well. And you've done a lot of work in yeah. that space and the charity. What does that mean yeah. to you, I guess, that, that part of your life? Obviously, it's um, you know who you are. How yeah. have you always yeah. connected to that? And, and um, what does it mean yeah. to you, I guess, to have that connection?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, growing up in um, you know the bush, um, I've just seen a lot of the same the vicious cycle of unemployment, drug and alcohol abuse, it was the same cycle that I've seen family and friends and the people throughout the community. So, so, um, you know, the people, I share a story about my uncle, he worked on the railway and I used to walk past his house to school and he always had the nicest house in, in the town and he always had the new four-wheel drive view, the caravan, all the nice things. And his kids, they went on to go to, um, to be a school teacher and, and be successful. but. Um, He was a railway man that worked hard to support his family. And it's sort of something that I share with these guys. Like, you know, you can be that for your family or for your community. And, um, you know, having that, seeing all the things I did as a young kid, I think that's what gave me that passion or gave me that drive to sort of continue doing what I'm doing. And to get me excited every day to come to work because I know it can make a big difference and you can break a cycle um, through this opportunity
2: yeah big time when you when you're talking about training the guys and you know sharing what what you're yeah. about as a as a company what your values yeah. are uh, what what are, what are some of those values what are some do you, do you have like a set of principles that you teach the guys or you you, know, you, oh, men, mate, you mentioned we, hard I, work I, yeah that's definitely one yeah, of them
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah one thing that we're, we focus on is safety um you know that's important we want people to come to work and to go home safe yeah. um yeah you know, that's your well-being as well that's all different you know making sure they're healthy and fit and they're going home safely um you know we want them committed um we want them to be accountable for what they do um you know to be out there and you know there's if it's you know not drinking too much not doing the wrong things away from work because they representing who we are Mm. and and also respecting each other and it's all these different stuff that we try and um not drive into them but make sure they know what we're about here as a company and what we're striving to be and um you know if they're if they're not a fit if they don't want to you know well that's okay all the best in the future but Mm. um we're at the moment we're we're getting a good um guys coming through and they're, they're working really well and doing well for us at the moment that's awesome man
1: uh the mindset project do you want to give us a yeah. bit, bit more detail about that
0: oh yeah so i did the mindset project right i was doing some work with the juvie and one of the guys actually said he goes you know because i was actually doing it for free and my time off when i was at the dragon he goes yeah. yeah you can get paid to come in and do this he's like i said oh, i didn't know he goes you should start your own little you know." um program you know something a business we can you invoices and we'll pay you to come in and do this and as with a young family you know you start making these decisions to think about what i can do for their future as well so um and it also filled with mine so i turned into the mindset project but it got to a point It just got i love doing it don't get me wrong i enjoyed it i went out to schools done corporates you know all different communities and um it was about sharing my story and, and stuff that i've gotten from our professionals into that sort of a workshop and but it got out like it got to a point where it, yeah it was sort of going away from what i'm about like it's still i didn't want to do it all about um to this point you know to focus on you know being my full-time role I, I still can be an advocate and give back to the community and do the stuff that i'm doing without you know going on that sort of side of things so um i've sort of stepped away from it um but I'll still be, you know, help out wherever I can in
1: the community. It's awesome, man. And what's yeah. what's the future look like for you? You're, you're doing a bit of a BDM role. Is that something you see yourself yeah. doing for a while? Do you see yourself um, adding to that? Yeah. What's yeah. it look like?
0: Yeah, I'm just sort of throwing everything into this at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, trying to build it on this side of things and continue doing this. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, but at the moment, I'm just, obviously after 15 years or 14 years of, playing footy um at all new so i'm just sort of enjoying to learn things every day and and sort of um yeah i'm just going to continue doing this living on the gold coast yeah and and i can't complain yeah (laughs) the fam the family's happy we're we're just sort of just um yeah just trying to throw myself into this
1: you've done well you 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 played out dragons near the beach at Wollongong. you've done manly you yeah, yeah. Canberra? I don't know. Well, I'm not sure
0: about. Uh, the nah, no, no good in Canberra. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, it it's a good little place. Canberra, good yeah, place, yeah. good people, but um, no beach. And then went to the St. Helens, and yeah, i yeah, it was a little bit different there. Yeah, Australia. I can
1: imagine. Yeah, but you've um, you've spoken as well before in the about about you know your struggles with bipolar. Is that something that you still got to yeah. manage to like today as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do, but I, I can honestly say. Everyone's totally different. Um, so mine was genetic. I won't go into deep about that, but I guess something I didn't own from a young age and you know, I was out of control, you know, early years of my career and even midway through, I'd be doing so well then I'd go, um yeah, it would it'd be out of yeah, it'd be pretty wild and, and quite dangerous where, you know, I'd go for a drink, but my drink would go for days. You know, it would go for I just couldn't stop. I just didn't have an off switch. Um, and it was just because I wasn't managing it the best I could, um, that's medication and, and getting help. So, um, I was actually at the Dragons when they got me in to see Benny, Benny Cray, absolutely champion. Um, he helped me to go and see a, uh, professional and then for the second time they diagnosed me with uh, bipolar and I probably owned it because by then I had my little girl. And, you know, it's something I sort of had to manage with, you know, I do stuff now that I sort of, um, yeah, I'm in a good place. I have been now for a a couple of years, which has been, um, it's been good for me.
2: Is there any habits or like rituals that you do daily just to, um, you know? Yeah, I do, I I
0: journal, um, I do dress work and I never thought I'd be ever someone that would do that. Um, that, that's at night that sort of helped me sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah because you know i'd get a kick of energy where i feel like i've had five red bulls at mm. 10 at night you know and um like i just had eight hours sleep so i've sort of had to just um include this sort of routines and different ways i've sort of had to manage myself but honestly i, I couldn't be happier um because i know what works now after a lot of trials and and mistakes and different things i've sort of got to this point through a lot of work and having you know getting help and speaking to professionals but yeah, it's taken me it's taken me a long time
2: to get here now yeah it's it's so good um all that stuff just yeah. helps so much build your your own personalhood. It sounds like the guys that yeah. you're training in your company you you have that level of care for not just the the output that they're gonna that they're gonna bring to your no. to your company you're you're no. looking at out for them as humans. Tell us a bit about that
0: yeah I, to people first i i am always going to be that like I, I care about them too you know i want to help them outside of work as well and, and yeah. try and guide them and try and be a mentor and if there's anything that i can help with obviously i'm happy to help with but i know in return even through footy you take care of these guys they're going to get out and give their best too and when they get out working because um yeah you know, we're going to send them to some big jobs the guys we've got in here ten of them they're going to go and work up at um some big jobs for us and we want them to bring their best as well, and I'll make sure I have their back, and they know that too.
1: So they've got ours. Yeah, it just it's, it relates so much to football as well. I think that's um, one thing that free players don't really understand is how much their football world relates to the corporate world and what you're doing now, and the, the lessons you're teaching them. Uh, it's all part of that leadership you learn along the way when you're playing sport. You know, teaching them to bring their best version of themselves every every time they perform. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you involved with many leadership groups or any um, senior groups when you were yeah. playing?
0: yeah I was um so I was at the dragons, I was in one, but <laughs> this uh, it sounds silly now, but every time I was put in one, I was taken out through um <laughs> me yeah doing the wrong thing on the drink, yeah so I'd be in a senior leadership- I'd be in the leadership group and um you know I'd g- get on the drink and and go you know when I wasn't out of c- control, and I'd be sort of yeah no, nah, you're not someone that we want in the leadership, yeah, group. yeah you know what this uh, sort just- happened.
1: Cut you off there. I reckon that says a lot about you, though, as a person, because we, like, and I was involved in leadership groups since I was twenty-four or something. But a lot of guys we had, we had to have in there because of their influence. Which means that you're one of those guys. Sure, you might have been rough around the edges in terms of, you know, when you, like, the reason why you got taken out of them. But they had to have you in there because so many of the boys looked up to you, would listen to you. The influence you had in the team and the people around you would have been huge, which meant they had to have you involved in, in that leadership. To have your buy in. Yeah. Um, So that says a lot more more about you than anything, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I enjoyed it. You know, I've always, you know, tried to help the boys any way I can. And, um, you know, then I was in the leadership group at Manly as well. But, um, you know, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed just, you know, trying to to play my role and and trying to help guys come through and give them some lessons I learned the hard way during my career and not to waste their opportunity. Because it goes pretty quick, as you know, Timmy.
1: Like it's, 100%. It goes real quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, mate, Joel, we're at the stage of our show that everyone tunes in for. It's a hit piece. It's a 60-second blitz with blitz. Good yes. luck, mate.
2: Now, now, listen, mate, I'm just going to take 60 seconds, maybe give or take a few seconds, um, and yeah. we're gonna, I'm just going to fire a bunch of questions at you, and you're just going to give us your, oh, your first answer. All right. Oh, um, cool. You know, you had a rough week. You need a comfort food. What, what are you going to the kitchen for? Oh, um,
0: Tim Tams, Tim
2: Tams. Oh, okay. How many are punishing? Two. We're talking a whole, a whole row. Let's be, let's be honest.
0: Uh, till, I, till I feel sick. Till <laughs> yeah. I
2: feel sick. <laughs> um, if you could meet any person in the world, who would you meet and why?
0: Uh, I think a lot of people, Elon Musk.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me learn from him. Yeah, big time. Who's that? Elon Musk. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. We
1: haven't had that one before. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to meet him too, actually.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll set up a zoom for both of you, no worries. Yeah, thanks. So um you get on a plane with, with your family. What's the ultimate holiday destination for you? Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Uh, well I
0: don't I don't have to get on a plane anymore to drive. uh but Nusa, oh, I yeah, love Moose. Oh cool. yeah, nice. I love it. Beautiful. It's a family spot for us.
2: All right. Um now you go to the movies, you gotta pick two snacks. Um what what are you what, what are your two snacks of choice? Um Maltesers, um, and
1: M&M peanuts.
0: Oh. Wow. Haven't had that before. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought you were going
1: to say Maltesers and popcorn. That's my go-to.
2: Nah, nah, yeah, I love the chocolate. Yeah, two two different types of chocolate. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, What is something that most people wouldn't know about you? Oh. (laughs) That's
0: funny. (laughs) Careful. Um, (laughs) Nah, um... But I actually enjoy reading books. Oh, cool. oh wow. Are you reading yeah. at the moment? Yeah, uh, I'm reading about Stoics, about uh, Stoicism. Oh, cool. Wow. About Ryan Holiday. Yeah, wow. Uh, I wouldn't have picked Ryan that. Ryan Holiday. I wouldn't have picked Michelin that. guys. Yeah, yeah no, good. we're
2: in. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> now, who's um, uh, worst investment you've ever made?
0: Um, oh, I can't even remember the name of it, but... Um, you know the um, oh, I can't think what it it's called. I was listening to Kyle and Jackie O, and they um <laughs> one of the guys said, "I oh, invest in the you know what everyone's doing these days in um, Bitcoin."
2: This, nah. Yeah,
0: there's, there's a, yeah, it was. It was something I can't remember what the name of it was. Yeah, I, I don't want to say all this because it's embarrassing. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I said I'll oh, put money in this. This is, this is about to do well, yeah. and I said to that, my wife Amy, I said, "I'll oh, just put a few thousand in this. There it goes." Yeah. She goes, why? She goes, I heard don Kyle and Jack. <laughs> so, Where all good investment uh, advice comes from? Yeah, well, yeah. And she goes, that's the worst decision ever. So we did. I said, no, you watch. It's going to do well. <laughs> when it, it went off a, it went off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a few great,
2: yeah few grand we, we live down and down. learn, don't we? We live and learn. Yeah. Now, um, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. well, that's your word. What's your, what's your best investment? Oh, this sounds a bit corny, cool, but
0: honestly, <laughs> nah, I'm not even gonna say it. Actually. Say it. But probably, uh, all right. I'm nah, probably putting time into myself, my own oh. development. Right? Yeah, oh, hey, yeah, good, good. Yeah. good work. yeah. I've worked, I've worked super hard on myself, as Timmy was saying before. Yeah. I was just, I was so wild, out of control. I can, yeah, yeah. I just worked hard on myself to be better. right eh? that's a great answer. A lot, of, a lot of work into it. <laughs> Trust me, a lot of work.
2: 100% mate yeah well, well you survived you survived the 60 second blitz thank yeah you. that's hard-hitting wow. questions yeah.
1: with uh, Ray Martin over oh, here I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> uh, around. mate Jolly before we let you go we're out of time but we just want to first of all thank you for your opportunity thank you for coming on the show but also thanks for sharing and being so open we spoke during the show about how much men need to be able to be vulnerable be open talk about the challenges they're going through and you've been in my eyes you've been such a big part of that in australia not just in the sporting world but in the greater world like the greater society as well mate there's so many people that listen to your story and relate to that so i just want to encourage you to keep doing that you're making a huge difference i love the energy and the excitement about your next chapter it's so good to see and hear. um and like i said just keep just keep being you because your people are getting impacted by your story without you even knowing oh
0: thank you so much guys thanks for having me out it means a lot over it's good to have a chat with you guys and um yeah, you know, like I said, uh, and I, the, something I could share with other guys out there coming out of sporting. Like I've been talking to a few guys that, are, you know, nervous about finishing up with footy and that. Like just back themselves, just you know, find something they're in and just work towards. And I, I'm sure you're the same, Timmy. And guys that, um, they get nervous about finishing up with footy, but life's well, beautiful. You know, you just work towards stuff, find something that you love and, and throw yourself into it. And that's yeah. all I've done. So. Um, but, now, nah, thanks for having me, and I wish you all the best. Legend, Jolly. Thanks again, mate. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, guys.
2: When making the double chicken deluxe
0: at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and
2: aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. ba da ba Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.